Wolverine Nation. Welcome to Go Blue Players with J&J. I'm Jared Bunch, and my boy over there is Jamie Morris, both of us former Michigan Wolverines. We are here again for another start of a brand new season, 2016, Jim Harbaugh's second year with the Wolverines. And in this episode of Go Blue Players with J&J, you will listen to us talk about breaking camp, getting ready for the rest of the students to come on campus, the depth chart, or should I say lack of, because for some reason, my old teammate, Coach Harbaugh, decided not to show a depth chart yet. And we'll also talk about the University of Hawaii, who have already had a game played. They did lose, but they did put up some points. So, Jamie, are you as excited as I am for this upcoming season and what's going on? Hey, first of all, let me say something. Let me congratulate my co-host, Jamie Morris. Jamie, you started a new uh, radio show this week, didn't you? We did. We started uh, the M-Zone. That's M-Zone. Marcus Ray and myself. Marcus Ray, number 29 in your heart. Um, He is a former defensive back. He played on the 1997 National Championship team. And uh, it's just been a great show so far. We've done two shows, and it's been wonderful. You guys just started. So pretty much you guys start with, uh, is it a seasonal thing or is it a year-round thing? But you just no, – it's going to be a year, year-round year thing. We just started. We just kicked it off this week because it was game day weekend. That's, you know, you get your most, most people, most followers, most people who are going to listen around the first game of the year. Oh, well, we, we will be um... – Excited to see you do some some actual uh, radio stuff in Ann Arbor. Uh, congratulations on that. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but I here now we're here now. Last year last year we were not with Blog Talk Radio. This year we are with Blog Talk Radio, and the new show is Go Blue Players with Jay and Jay. I want to encourage you, fans. Thank you for for listening last year and listening this year, but I want to encourage you, please, fans, this is very important that you please subscribe to Go Blue Players with J&J on iTunes and become a follower on Blog Talk Radio. Why? Not only do you always be in touch with us and when the show comes out, we're going to try to do one at least one, maybe two a week during the season, but uh, definitely one a week. But if you are a subscriber or a follower on Blog Talk Radio, you have a chance to win, listen to this, exclusive autograph gifts. Did you hear me? Autograph gifts, Michigan memorabilia. That's some actual stuff that we actually played with, uh, war, could be jerseys, could be pictures, something, but it will be autographed. And also, for all those followers or subscribers, you will have a chance this year. We will be giving out tickets to the game. Which game? We don't know yet, but it depends on how many people become subscribers, how many people become followers. We're going to give out memorabilia and tickets to the game. So please subscribe on iTunes or subscribe at Blog Talk Radio, become a follower. Okay, let's get this episode started with the Way I See It segment. Now, in the Way I See It, the way I see it segment, we're going to provide our analysis on the team, 
from a former teammate's point of view, meaning we played at Michigan with Harbaugh. We played under Bo Schembechler. So we feel like we do know a little bit of what um, is going through the minds of the coaches right now. So to start that off, Jamie, what would you say? Coming out of camp, breaking camp, you know, what's the first thing that, that goes through your mind when you're a freshman? You've never been to a camp. You've never been, you know, on a team like the University of Michigan. You've never been at a school. And now you go from camp to about to start school in a dorm. I know when I started, we had a dorm when it was male and female. You know, I mean, that's you're coming from where your mom and dad told you what time to go to sleep, what time to get up. Now you're in a dorm. Talk to me. Well, I'm going to just say (laughs) this, Jared. Coach Harbaugh has kept the team together. They broke camp uh, a couple of days ago, but he hasn't allowed the the uh, the fellas to move into their dorms and or their apartments. He's keeping them together. He moved them all into a hotel. They'll be in that hotel until Friday night, until Saturday morning, where they'll leave and they'll go to their dorms after the game, following the do- following the game. So he's keeping. He wants to keep that team camaraderie going on the whole week. So. They're checked into the hotels. He knows about us moving in by ourselves. He remembers it. Guys, he wants to keep that cohesiveness together right now. Well, we talk, or you say cohesiveness, which I do understand, but I think one of the biggest things that that was a a shock to me when I became, uh, you know, my first year playing at Michigan, you don't have your parents, you don't have anyone. and the influences back then compared to the influences now when you have Twitter, Facebook, um, uh, Instagram, uh, all these other, you know, online chats, all these other things. Um, I can understand why, you know, even, you know, camp is over instead of breaking camp and going to your room or going to your dorm or going to your apartment, especially for that first week. Staying together. Slowly allowing them to move into and gradually having to get on a new schedule, but because going from two a day two a day practices, and and then going to a, a situation where you have to play inside the big house, I know for me, oh my lord, it was a big, and I wasn't even playing. I mean, there's there's uh, there relying on a lot of freshmen to, to, to play this year. Uh, I, yes, they are. I mean, you, you have a lot of freshmen in the two deep position. If they're not starting they're they're right there behind the starter. So if anything should happen, they'll be in the game right away. So you point out a great point, but the one thing that we don't point out that's different from the times when we, when we played is that these kids have been in, been, have, have, there's like 13 guys that have been in, enrolled early since January that have been on college on the college campus and have found where to go, what to do. They've taken courses already. So that's the good thing for that. Um, The other thing is, is that these guys have spent time together with the upperclassmen and have had an opportunity to gel together. So that being said, and coach Harbaugh, like I said, he remembers how it was. He's keeping those guys together. 
keeping them uh, football ready, as we call it. He's giving them a no no curfew on Sunday, but uh, came back with a curfew Monday, Tuesday, and he'll have one Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because school hasn't started yet. It starts the day after Labor Day. Wow. So I, but they did break camp, though. They have broke. They have broken camp. Uh, you can see the players. They they're around. They're only doing one day practices now. So there's no, uh, there's no uh, camp anymore. There, it's game week. It's and you can feel it on campus. Uh, kids are moving in themselves. You got parents dropping off their kids. So this is this is a wild situation. You, it's still move in week going on, Jared. Is do they ha- are they uh, practicing on the same schedule as? as if there was school or is there, I would imagine probably it's a little bit different or. Well, I think they, they're taking advantage of their opportunity to practice. Not as, not as uh, late as they, as they want to, they're going through, they're practicing. Uh, probably today they went out at three o'clock and yesterday they went out at three o'clock. Uh, tomorrow they'll probably get into having practice at noon, like as it, as it, as, as it's set up, cause it's a noon kick on Saturday and it'll be new. They'll be practicing at noon the rest of the week. Well, if they, if they have practice at the three o'clock, are there free, is it free time or is it like we had meetings starting on at, you know, coach Harbaugh is not a big meeting guy. As, as we said last year, uh, he likes to have meetings on the field. So you, you, you may have a, uh, a four hour practice that goes on and they're meeting on the field. They, they rather not waste time. So he's not a meeting type guy. He, I mean, you get your guys down there and they're, they're, they're on that field and they may do some walkthrough situations and everything like that, but there's no blackboard or anything like that. No one's sitting in classrooms anymore. So you're, you're doing your meeting. You're, it's, it's called meeting on grass. So that is that what starts at the three o'clock or? Yeah, that's what start exactly at three o'clock. So they, they, they just have to be, you know, taped and ready to go or. Um, you know, man, that is a, a, a huge difference from they when need to we be taped, dressed and ready to go when uh when when they're when they when they're on the field. There's no going back inside getting equipment or anything like that. It's you need to be ready to go, have full pads or show show now. That being said, I think the I think Monday, Tuesday was uh uh shorts and sh- and shells. They didn't and, and helmets. Tomorrow they'll go out in full pads and maybe bang around a little bit, but not you know they've done all the hitting they want to do to each other. Now they're ready. They're ready to head hunt for somebody who who's not on their team. So it's pretty much the same when the preparation during the week of of game week. For example, next week when they play um, uh, Central Florida. Uh-huh. It's going to be a pretty much the same schedule. What we what they do on Monday, what they do on Tuesday, Wednesday, exactly. and Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. So they're they're in their re- regular practice yeah. mode for 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 game preparation. So Wednesday, Thursday. Well, actually, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, a little bit harder uh, in full pads. Uh-huh. Friday walkthrough. Right. Well, actually, Thursday is Thursday is not that 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 hard. So really, it's your it's your Monday is your Michigan Mile. He it, Coach Harbaugh has brought back the Michigan Mile for the guys that you're you're um, you're you're too deep uh, 
personnel. He uh, he uh, brought the guys that don't play. He split them off, and he actually practiced with those guys. Um, and then um, on Tuesday they'll put in the game plan. They put in the game plan what they want to do. Go on, go out on the field and run the plays that they want to run. Wednesday's really the hard day. That's the hump day. You need to get everything in. You want to run the plays against that the defense that they've gone through. So they've had time to get ready. From an offensive standpoint, they don't have to really game plan because they've seen this defense pretty pretty uh, pretty much the same rest of the whole year. Rest of the whole year. Being that the, uh, a defensive coordinator for Hawaii is an understudy of Don Brown, uh, the offense pretty much knows what type of defense they're going oh, to face. So, so he was with, with was he with Don Brown last year in Boston? He was with Don Brown probably two years ago in Boston. So he so he did spend a lot of time. So well, actually, um, so all through camp they probably went up against if they. They probably went up against Don Brown's defense in practice, so they should be pretty, you know, well versed at how to deal with that. When you say yes, yes, yes. there's yes. no, there's, there's no guessing. They know what kind of defense they're going to face. Well, that's that's a great. Now, one of the things that that Hawaii did show is that um, that defense that they do have, it, it wasn't doing, it wasn't stopping too many people. I mean, they they got some points put up on them. Now, Hawaii put up some points also. And but uh, I think the final score was something like, uh, you know, 51 to 31. 50, yeah, come on. Well, a, a, if you read all the pundits and all the all the reports, Hawaii left their defense in uh, in uh, Hawaii, at the capital. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, well, if um, this should be a, a good test, because uh, we, we as we've we're coming to think that we know, you know, at which who will be the starting quarterback? Even though yes, yeah. we do. I mean, he's already and he's already admitted today that he's told the team and he's uh, told the quarterback. So everybody knows except for the general public and and the press and everything like that. But the team already knows. I think we already know too. If you look, if you read the tea leaves that the coach has given us, you you pretty much know who's going to be the uh, starting quarterback. And I'm going to put it out there: it's going to be Wilton Spate. So I, I think so too. Well, anyway, I mean, we we don't know. We don't. We can just say. It. So who who else we think is going to be in there? We think Spade will be in there. We think that Devon, Devon Smith's going to be the starting tailback. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, Jake Butt is going to be the, the starting tight end. Uh, they'll they'll probably offensive line wise. Um, I think you got to go with uh, Magnuson is going to be in there. And, right. Mason Cole is going to play going to play center. Uh, you're going to have Kyle Kalis in there. Kalis will be in there. Um, there's really a a, a a battle going on for left tackle with um, Newsom and uh, the freshman that's come in early. Uh, there's a battle, and we just don't know yet. The coaches haven't given us the who who they think will start there, but uh, it's good to have a freshman. Uh, and I'm going to say a true freshman battling for the left tackle position, but that tells you the kind of talent that they brought in. That does. Um, that's I that's mean, huge. That's huge. And here's, and here's a hidden secret in the running back area. I mean, uh, all camp long, you've been hearing about this young man. His name is Chris Evans, and he he is a u- utility knife, as they call him. He can catch. He can pass. 
he can do almost anything. And he's a change-up type of running back, too. So, And he's a true freshman, too. You thought you would hear about guys named Kingston David, a guy who's a four-star out of Alabama, and Kareem Walker, the five-star running back out of New Jersey. You didn't hear those names pretty much. You heard about this this young freshman, Chris Evans. So you know as well as I do, Jared, when the players start talking about him, that, that means there's something special. Yeah, it's something special. And I think it's going to be very interesting because of how much was uh, was talked about with Kareem and, and, and him coming, actually making the decision to come to Michigan, that uh, he's not the one that everyone's talking about. So two on uh, two fronts, Kareem is going to either – Say, oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I must show you guys that I am the one that uh, everyone was talking about. And Chris Evans is going to be like, hey, he, I'm sure he came in the camp like you guys have been having. Don't don't overlook me. I got something to say, too. So we're going to look for that. You know, and you know what? I still when maybe it's because he wears my number, but I think Isaac is going to do all right, man. Uh, he's a big, okay. he's a That's big a young back, man. and he he's big and he's he's strong. He can run, and he's not you know his 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 body structure is not of a fullback. So it's not like just because he's oh, you know two hundred fifty pounds, he's a fullback. No, he's a running back, and I think that I think he's going to surprise some people this year. That's that's just me. Maybe it's because of the number. I don't, I don't know, but, um, but uh, let's go with the defense now. I mean, cause they did, they did um, name the captains and, and that was Chris Warmly is one of the defensive captain and uh, Jake Butt is offensive captain. But I think the strength of this team is in the defense. And so defensively going up against a, 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 a Hawaii team, with a new defense, a new defensive structure, who do you think or who do you see is standing out um, in this first game? I mean, when you think about it, it's that defensive line and Chris Warmly, um, Monet. I think that defensive line is the key. That, that that defensive line is the best defensive line in the Big Ten, if not the nation. I think they're going to, and they've got they've got uh, between seven to nine guys that they can reco- re- re- rotate in and out. And I'll I'm, and I'll just say this up front: they have the number one the number one recruit from last year in Rashawn Gary, and he may not start, but he's going to get a lot of action in this first game, and they want to see what he can do. And I, I'll, I'll tell you what, they, they've got, as we saw last year, when uh, the defensive line start getting hurt, you could see at the end of the year towards against Indiana, especially, you saw that uh, those uh, offensive linemen were getting off those defensive linemen that, that were backups and getting on those linebackers and we couldn't stop the run. And that was pretty evidence against um, Indiana, but you saw it a lot against uh, Ohio State. Yeah, well. You you did mention that that uh, they did get past that front. This has to be a uh, point of emphasis because we have some new. Uh, well, I don't know if you would say new, but uh, our our linebackers left. A lot of our linebackers left last year. Made it went on to the next uh, next level, and we got some some new some some freshmen who might might show up. Uh, Devin Bush might show up and might might be playing in there. We also have switched uh, Jabril Peppers inside uh, into a linebacker position. 
Uh, Sam linebacker position. I mean, it's a hybrid if you look at it, Jerry. He'll be covering tight ends. He'll be covering running backs. Um, they want to be able to use Jabril Peppers everywhere on the field. And what that does is it helps that secondary because guys have matured and gotten older and they feel that this secondary, that's best for the secondary, having Jabril up as a, as a Sam linebacker. I think he's a little small to play Sam, Sam linebacker, but they're not going to play him in in a honest Sam linebacker position. He's going to be a hybrid and he's going to be all over the field. Well, doesn't that go right to what you were saying on how important it is for this defensive line to be one of the best in the country, if not the best in the country, to keep them, keep those those offensive linemen off of our linebackers, especially when you're taking a, a, a athlete like Jabril Peppers and moving him into a, a, a linebacking position. Oh, I absolutely agree. And I, that's why Coach Don Brown loves Jabril Peppers because he can play he can play 12 positions on that defense himself. I mean, he's the type of guy that you want to be able to use him and move him around as much as possible. I mean, Don Brown is the type of guy, and they call him, you know, they call him a.k.a. Dr. Blitz. So he wants that quarterback to have a head, uh, have his head on a swivel. Just looking around, looking for that next hit. He he may send four guys. He may send five guys. He may send six guys. But you don't know where it's coming from and when it's going to happen. Well, you can only do that when you have a defensive backfield that can cover players. And and with Jordan Lewis, Jeremy Clark, Delano Hill, we have some guys that can cover. And uh, I, I, has there been any freshmen that have come in that, that have stepped up that says, um, you know, shows that, if any one of those guys get hurt or have to come out for a little while, there's some freshmen that can stand in. And oh, without a line, without a question, you got the two the two um, uh, the young the young man out of uh, a Detroit Hill and uh, the young man out of California Long. I mean, those two uh, cornerbacks could come in and play right away for anybody. But remember, they're behind uh, Sh- uh, Shannon Stribling. And um, they're behind uh, Jordan Lewis. I mean, you got to think about it. You got two two potential All Big Ten players, if not two All Americans, that that they're playing behind. So, as I said, these freshmen are right on the heels of this uh, of these veteran players. So, I mean, you can you can come in and you can run a nickel plan and have maybe uh, you could have uh, five six um, defensive backs in there, and you wouldn't miss a beat out there. Well, that's important because uh, with a with a defense that likes to blitz, run, uh, blitz the run, blitz the pass, when you have defensive backs that can cover, that's a great thing to have. And when you have athletes like uh, Jabril Peppers and Jeremy Clark and J- Jordan Lewis, and then you have freshmen that come in that can play, that's an exciting defense. And, and Michigan has last year – was that exciting defense this year? Uh, I've been told they're called now the beast of the East, this defense. And they're, they're vying for the number one defense in the nation. At least that's what I would like to see. I, I know that's what you would like to see. And I believe the hype around this defense and with bringing in this new defensive coordinator and the new style that he has and allowing the athletes that he has to be put in position to go after the quarterback, to cover players, to go after the ball. This should be an exciting team to watch in the Beast of the East and that Michigan defense. Okay, let's move on to the Big Blue segment. When we return, 
from a quick break here on Go Blue Players with J&J. Welcome back to Go Blue Players with J&J. We're here in the Big Blue segment. Each week, we will choose a topic that Michigan players experience either as a Wolverine player, a student, coach, or alumni. It could be a guest interview or a taped interview. Yeah, when I say taped interview, that means that we will be going to the game this year and interviewing either players or going to tailgate. So that's why we always say, Subscribe and be a follower on Blog Talk Radio so you can be in the mix. You might be one of the people we interview and have on the Big Blue segment. This week, since it's the first week, our Big Blue segment will be going down memory lane and remembering the first time playing in Michigan Stadium and what I felt and what Jamie felt as freshmen for the first time coming out of that tunnel, knowing that you're going to play. Now it's a difference because when I was, I, I, I was redshirted, Jamie, I don't, well, you, you didn't redshirt, did you? No, I did right. not. See, it's a difference. So we can get two perspectives as a redshirt. I came out knowing that I wasn't going to play. It was still, it was still exciting, you know, walking out, coming out of the tunnel running and then right before the game running underneath that banner trying to jump up and touch the banner but you're cool because you i was cool because i knew i wasn't going to play i mean you know i consider i can be on the sidelines and do a lot of encouraging but the following year first game that i knew i was playing i was starting and i remembered how excited i was and was ready and you know how bo used to always have us fill up our helmets with air and make it really tight throughout camp so it's really tight so it fits snugly around your head right before the game i took the air out because i was like i don't want it to be so tight and give me a headache during the game so i took all the air out so it was comfortable the helmet was comfortable (laughs) it's comfortable on the kickoff we're playing against notre dame and I'll never forget the guy. Brandy Wells comes running down and I see him and I'm going to give him a shot because I see him coming with a beat on the runner and I'm supposed to block the the, the furthest guy. He comes and I come, I'm going to say, I'm going to lay him out. I go to hit him. Boom. I hit him. The next thing I knew, the score was 17 to nothing. <laughs> My very first play of the college play of playing in the game on the kickoff, I was knocked out. Knocked out. I mean, not like knocked out like silly. I was to sleep. He hit me. I hit a helmet, helmet, boom. I fell down. As soon as I hit him, I was like, ugh. And when I tried to stand up, I looked over to the sidelines, and it looked like everything was quiet and going in slow motion. And they were like, come on. Come up the field. And I was just like, I stood up, took one step, and fell down. I tried to get up again, uh, fell down. Then uh, Smitty and Russ, they came out on the field, walked me off to the sidelines, sat down. It's like, what happened? What happened? And started putting the smelling salts and the cold water and and then uh, uh, 
Coach Burton <laughs> kept, coming, kept coming over. He's like, get up. <laughs> get up. We need you to get in there and start playing. You got to you gotta get tough. And uh, so I'm like, ah, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh. And, dude, next thing I knew, I was sitting there. And they asked, is there anybody, your family come? I turned around, looked up in the stands like I could point to them, whatever. It's like, I don't know. And next thing I know, when I finally got my wits, I look up at the scoreboard and it was 17 to nothing. It was it was 17 to nothing before halftime. And talking about concussion protocol, I went back into the game. Burton was like, get your behind up. Get, get in the game. And I had to go back. I had to go back. And then so now when I'm in the game, when I'm in the game and they were called, I, I can't remember what, what, but all I know is they call a pass play. and No, they call a run play. And I told the line, I said, listen, y'all turn around and tell me, to, tell me to call because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And, and so I remember Big Hussar, he got to the line, turned around like, four. Okay. All right. They turned back around. I'm like, cool. And I went out. But nowadays, man, I probably would have been out two weeks because I was, yes, I was out. When I, when I say when I came to, when I knew what was going on, the score was 17 to nothing. And they still, I still was going back in the, and not only was I going back in the game, the coaches was like, what's wrong with you? <coughs> we need you on the field. You can't be sitting on the sidelines. And uh, so that was my very first play of collegiate football. <coughs> I went yeah. to sleep. So I never forget it. And I, 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 I never forget it. What was your, how was your first game? Since you actually played as a freshman, I mean. Yes. Oh, God. The biggest thrill was the uh, coming out of the tunnel. We played against the, the, the last year's national champion. Bernie Kosar was, uh, led the Miami. University of Miami, Florida, into Michigan Stadium. And uh, we took the field, and it was the most exciting thing. You had over 106,000 screaming fans going crazy. Uh, just going through warm-ups and actually just taking the field for the first for the for the beginning of the game. I mean, dude, I did more in that morning than I did than I thought I did all my life. I sat down on that bench and I actually my eyes closed and I was taking a nap. And Gerald White woke me up and said, uh, "Jane, we just started." I was. I was Wait a minute. You mean on the sidelines? You was sitting. I, you fell asleep on the sidelines. I, I was sitting on the bench while the defense was playing against uh, the, our, their offense, and I just went, "Oh yeah." Who was I got who was the starting tailback then? Uh, it was Rick Rogers and Gerald White were the starting tailbacks, and uh, you know, I I was I was no, I was number three, so I was the number three position, and uh, Gerald, and then Rick. I think pulled a hamstring oh, in that boy. game. And then Gerald was in there, but Coach Burton told me to stay up, to stay tight, stay tight. And uh, I actually got to go in on a draw play, and I, I, I pulled off a um, 12-yard run draw play. And then I did return kicks that day too. So I returned a few kickoffs for 25 and one for 25 and one for uh, 19. So 
it was um it, it was a fun filled day. Had a lot of fun. It was great. Were you nervous? Uh, you know, I was. I was so nervous. Yes, I was so nervous. I just didn't want to drop the ball on the kickoff return. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I I downed I downed two of them on my knee, and then I ran one back. And the 19 yarder, I should have downed it, but I brought I brought it out the end zone because I thought I saw a hole, mm-hmm. and I got lit up for that. Uh, but it was um, it was a great thing because we had a great upset. We upset the uh, the la- the last year's national champ, so it was pretty exciting. What was the, uh, what was the uh, record of your, your freshman year? Uh, we went six and six. Ooh. Uh, Bo's la- Bo's worst year Ooh. ever as as his coaching. So. Oh, that's. Uh, oh, I remember now. Uh, oh no, no, that wasn't. No, that's no, why, no, that, that was the year. Be, was that the year? That was year before I got there, or two years? No. Yeah, I think it was two years before you got there. The yeah. Oh yes, yes. Because the the year before I got there, you you guys played in the Orange Bowl against Nebraska. No, we went to a Fiesta, Fiesta Bowl. Against, Fiesta Bowl yeah. against Nebraska, right? Nebraska. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was that was a good game too. But I will tell you, it was a scary thing. Uh, my first game, oh, the night before. I and I, we talked about um, this year and Coach Harbaugh having everyone this week instead of going back to the dorms. I completely understand why he has them still off in the side if you can especially if if there's no school school hasn't started yet and everybody is no yeah i understand and college camp and that college campus is going crazy kids are up here yeah. parents leave their kids and they're gone and they think they're getting a little vacation from their kids they're really sitting, leaving their kids in you know in a hellhole you know what's going on I, all these bars are filling up everything's going crazy you know how it is and everybody's all excited about an exciting season and you know this game is sold out now and everybody's everybody's got their their fingers crossed and everything like that so yeah coach Harbaugh is is trying to keep his players away from all of that 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 foolery that's going on up on campus yeah, especially yeah i completely understand it especially if you can do it uh i i'm 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 all for it but that's just a little sample of, of you know, going back down memory lane. And, and, and I, I want to thank you for that. That was probably, I remember all of that that happened. <laughs> but I, and I want to thank you for that. I remember that happening to you. And I remember Coach Burton kept yelling at you. And I kept saying, you better leave him alone. I don't think you know where he is. <laughs> I remember that too. Yeah. I, I you know what? Oh, oh, you know what? Um, they did put it was they put uh Phil Webb. Phil Webb yes, they switched they him to switched him to fullback. And right. Coach Burton was just he, he was just like, Bunch, you gotta get up. You gotta get you gotta give <laughs> Webb some some rest. Webb gotta get out of there. <laughs> I'm like, Coach, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Yes. Yeah, but I, I remember that. I was you remember I was the tailback. I know, so. I know. Wait a minute. Phil went the wrong way one time, and Coach Bird oh, lost, lost his it. mind. Oh my and god! He, he came, he, he came over. He bunch. You've got to get ready. And I kept saying, Phil, it's going. I had to. We had to slow Phil down because he was hyperventilating a little bit. Going, and I'm like, it's not. Hey, look, you're gonna be fine. It's gonna be okay. 
Yeah, it was it was okay. It was great. It was great. But that is the big blue segment. You have been listening to the Go Blue Players with J and J, Jared Bunch and Jamie Morris. We'll be back on Tuesday to recap this week's game and preview the game against UCF. And I'm telling you right now, don't sleep on UCF because I think they're going to be coming here in here with a chip on their shoulder. If you'd like to get a preview episode a day early, you can follow Go Blue Players with J&J at Blog Talk Radio and become a follower. You also can get those get a chance to win tickets and autograph memorabilia again thank you for joining us to what we consider to be a great year for the wolverines and a great day jamie it's it's always always is a pleasure to do the show with you i'll see you next week everybody go blue go blue